Hello everyone and welcome to the Comexis Cast Daily for Thursday, October 26, 2017. All the news you need to know from our inbox to yours. I'm Matthew McCordy, the videographer and podcaster here at Comexis. And today I am joined by lead strategist at Comexis, Phil Brooks. Good morning. And the president of Comexis, Len Ward. Good morning. So our first two stories today are all about Amazon. Uh, the first is about uh, a little, I, I don't want to call it a complete failure because we haven't seen it happen yet, but I would call it an interesting PR stumble. Um, um, Amazon has announced Amazon Key, uh, which for those of you who, who are not aware, uh, is a service that will allow Amazon delivery people as well as some other people that you allow access through through an app to enter your home while you're not there. Um, so basically, it will help you make sure that your Amazon packages are secure and inside of your house um, before they leave. And the way that the service works is that you uh, buy this kit that starts at $249.99. Uh, then you um, you also have an Amazon Cloud Cam Key Edition, which is an indoor security cam system. Um, and then you're able to let people in your door using an app or using the Amazon uh, Amazon delivery people into your your house. Um, when I heard about this, I thought it was ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are thinking, but yeah, I mean, the cool thing about Amazon is at least they're trying some new things. That I mean, is true. We had, and, and they're and they're willing to kind of just go way crazy pun intended, outside the box. But, you know, we saw they were talking about drone deliveries, things like that. Uh, you know, at one point they were delivering wine. Like, you know, so they're, they're trying new things and that's cool because it's a, you know, it's a, it's a wide open marketplace. Honestly, I can see if you lived in the city where yeah, you're constantly sure. worried about your packages being stolen, things like that. You know, I, I can see the value of this service, but I can also see it's just fraught with danger. Yeah, I mean, it's, it smells of danger. Yeah, I mean, it, it, for me, I have a small dog that if if the, if this, the UPS guy opened my front door, my dog would still be running now. So, you know, I, 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 that, that's the kind of stuff that would make me nervous about using this. But, you know, again, what if somebody's standing behind the guy and they just walk in? Or yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I can definitely see the value and I can see why somebody thought about this. Yeah. But I just there's just so many potential pitfalls with it that it would scare me off. I think it's a problem. I mean. I think one of the things you have to do, if it's a good idea, I agree, I, I get the surface, but I'm not letting anybody in my house. Yeah. Uh, you know, what if the cat gets out, you know what I mean, or anything like, like anything like that. But I think, take it a step further. What you're probably eventually going to see, and I'm, this could be sound weird, you're probably going to eventually see like maybe Amazon type boxes or maybe like little mm -hmm. parts of like a little teeny addition on your home where somebody can come in, drop package off, go out, but there's no way into the house. Yeah. I can see something like that. Uh, so maybe Amazon, maybe this is like the beginning of, okay, well, the next step could be, and then you're going to get somebody out there, because think about it, everything mm -hmm. you do is online shopping. So there probably should be something constructed at your house that would be considered a delivery box that has cameras on it and so forth, and is very difficult for a person to really rob, because they'd have to really bust in there and then your own videotape. Yeah, and they have, idea. They have um, the, uh, the built-in security system that you have to have for this, so I would not be shocked if this was just one small um, entryway into some home security things, or, or or even the replacement of keys, because mm -hmm. um, I mean, people people use keys all the time. But I, I think to some extent, el electronic unlocking of things well, I mean, is at least the, useful. The iPhone yeah. the iPhone tens coming out soon, and sure. that's going to be that's going to normalize facial recognition. Sure. And if you're going to be trying to do that kind of stuff, and you know, that might necessarily dovetail into this. And I think that the best analog for what you were saying, Lynn, is you get to, like if you go get blood collection at, your, at a doctor's office, they have these little lock boxes out front. Yeah, yeah. You could use something like that, you know, where you, you know, only you and the delivery driver has a key and then you can get your boxes out of that way. I mean, that's, 
I think that's where it's going. I, I would feel much safer about that than just letting somebody throw something inside my house. Yeah, something's coming. I mean, I, I think the day is coming when you're going to drive by and you, you know, either it's going to be an Amazon box, a shipment box, or you'll see a FedEx box in front. Like, you're, this stuff's coming. So. It's amazing. Well, our second story leading in from that, um, while uh, I, I question the, the PR move of the, the box, though it is an interesting idea, um, we also wanted to talk about one thing that Amazon's really doing really well, which is that Amazon is the fifth largest generator of digital revenues in the US, according to eMarketer. Um, so eMarketer estimated that Amazon's ad revenues will total $1.65 billion this year, uh, which is below that of Google and Facebook, but above brands like Twitter and Snapchat, according to eMarketer's latest report, which will be linked um, in the description of this podcast. Um, Amazon's ad revenues are growing faster than almost every other major ad publisher, eMarketer says, with 48.2% increase expected in 2017, and by 2019, Amazon will earn $3.19 billion in net U.S. digital ad revenues, which accounts for 3% of digital ad spending. Uh, And this year, about a quarter of Amazon's U.S. digital ad revenues will come from search placements, uh, and Amazon will earn 1.1% of U.S. search ad spending enough to put it in fifth place after Google, Microsoft, Oath, and Yelp. Um, so there's more information about that, um, obviously, on, on the eMarketer report. Um, they came out with a, a whole long report that you guys can uh, can check out and look into. But uh, I think this is a, a big step, and uh, we're, we're just beginning our first yeah. Amazon ad placement, aren't we? Yeah, we have a client that we're going to be starting. Our paid team is starting a, uh, the first Amazon campaign on. So we'll be the first to say this is something we're now pushing into. It's, it's brand new for us. Uh, so we are, we'll be reporting back on how it's working. Uh, but I find it very interesting, the fifth largest, yeah. that's, that's, that's Amazon's, I mean, I know we've kind of touched on that mm-hmm. on certain other podcasts. And, you know, if, if you wake up one day and you find out that they've acquired Snap or they've mm-hmm. acquired Twitter, like they're about to make a big push into mm-hmm. this. And for B2C, you know, they're looking to kind of start pushing people out on the B2C mm-hmm. marketing dollars, especially, you know, the B2C e-com. Uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. That's definitely something to be taking a look at. And we're going to find out more. I think we yeah. all, this is kind of brand new to us, we'll be the first to admit that. And we're going to try to find out exactly where, where it goes. And I think, you know, now you're going to see even the people that had been somewhat resistant to online purchasing, things like that. You know, Christmas this year is going to be huge. I think you're going to see people that didn't, you know, like people in, in my parents' generation now are suddenly comfortable with ordering things through Amazon now. And, you know, I've given my mom access to our Prime account. Now she can order whatever she wants. And it's, you know, I, I think that that's becoming more and more common with with everybody, and I think it's only going to get bigger. But I just wanted to kind of just touch on the fact that remember too that Google includes YouTube ad revenue as well as just Google placement, and Facebook includes Instagram, whereas Amazon is just one platform all yeah. by itself. Yeah, so right. you got to you got to factor that in with it. the amount of the amount of you know, ads that are coming through. It's only one platform, and it's still that high. So that's you know that's a pretty big jump. It's interesting. I'd be very interested to see how this turns out in the next couple of years. And for our final story today, um, some agencies that are a little uh, unhappy with Facebook. Yeah, uh, so the most recent DigiDays uh, agency summit happened last week. And one of the things that uh, there was a pretty you know, the common thread throughout a lot of the complaints by uh, in the discussions and things like that with the agency executives uh, was some complaints they have about Facebook. Namely, uh, they feel that the Facebook reps are unresponsive and don't have enough knowledge to help agencies with their campaign-specific questions. 
And they also feel that, M that Facebook is starting to try to circumvent agencies by trying to work directly with brands. And by doing so, uh, they're also very, very locked on lockdown with their data. They don't really want to share any of that data. So, you know, if you're dealing directly with a client, you know, Facebook certainly has that upper hand because they have the data that you don't. Um, so there was just a couple of p points that I thought were fairly interesting. Um, one was that, uh, you know, they're saying that the, you know, the, the Facebook is claiming that they're not trying to work directly with other brands, but some of these agencies actually claim that uh, Facebook actually suggested to clients that they work directly with Facebook's in-house content studio, Creative Shop. Um, so, I mean, there's really no kind of gray area there if you're trying to, you know, if you're an agency and you see that kind of comment. But um, I think this is the, the thing to keep in mind, and this is a, an agency in Philadelphia. Um, it doesn't specify it, uh, the, who, the, who the person said the quote was from, but it's a, uh, you know, Facebook really is only one part of the average of, the, of a marketing strategy for a company. So to expect somebody internally in a company to deal exclusively with Facebook on your behalf, you know, may be a mistake because there really is, it's only one small aspect of what you're doing. Um, but it also says that because, you know, if we're having trouble as agencies getting responsiveness from Facebook's ad reps, how bad will it be if you're the end user, the client, and you're trying to get an answer right now and you're not getting, you know, responses for days or weeks, you know, at least with an agency, we have the know-how to be able to answer those questions most of the time without actually having to, to consult Facebook, you know, whereas if you're dealing directly with them and you're not getting the answer you need, you're kind of stuck. I agree. Um... Look, I mean, Facebook did all of this on their own. We didn't help them. Mm -hmm. But if for any reason anybody thinks that the ad agencies didn't help speed up the revenue process for Facebook, um, you're fooling yourself. Mm -hmm. So I think once you start moving into there, that is a problem. I, th I think for certain businesses, especially if you have your own internal marketing team and you really don't need an agency, mm -hmm. you know, even for a consulting, maybe you, know, you hire a consultant or something like that. I think it works for certain agencies, but the overall strategy, I think if Facebook's trying to cut out the agencies, they will definitely see an impact on their bottom line. There's absolutely no question. Agencies mm -hmm. will just pull the money and just don't head to Google, head somewhere else, they'll head to Twitter. I don't think you can strong arm Facebook, but I, I think picking fights with agencies is not the right move I mean, for advertising. One platform. of the anecdotes that one of these agencies dropped, which I thought was hilarious, is that they had set up an internal meeting with their Facebook rep for training. And the Facebook rep, right before the meeting, canceled it because of a scheduling conflict and then took four weeks to get back, back to them <laughs> before they actually got an answer. And then the, you know, the, the agency stated, you know, this was on behalf of a client that has a $3 million a year ad spend on the platform. Wow. Like, if they're that unresponsive to an agency that's on that, you know, on that level, you know, what are they going to do if you're you know, spending $1,000 a year or whatever? Yeah. You're, you're a small business person trying to get, I mean, you know, without an agency to kind of work that medium and, 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 and be able to fill in those gaps for you, you're, you're going to be hanging in the wind, swinging in the wind. It's, it, there's not much you can do. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to today's episode of the Comexus Cast Daily. Check us out tomorrow for more of the latest trending news. Have a great day.